The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. As always, this week we're taking your questions about the Buffalo Bills. This week we're going into the 2021 NFL Draft and you know the larger picture of the Buffalo Bills offseason. So as always, you can call in your questions for next week's episode at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumblings Q and A with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email us buffalo rumblings at sbnation.com. Uh, you can Facebook message or Instagram message us. Those will get back to me. Use the Buffalo Rumblings official accounts over on those social media platforms. I also wanted to make sure that you went over and subscribed to our YouTube page, uh, youtube.com slash Buffalo Rumblings. We've got some exciting new shows coming over the next few weeks. We'll have, of course, reaction to the draft, um, some stuff I can't really talk about just yet, but uh, the YouTube channel is going to be um, blowing up here in uh, the next month or so. So make sure you go over and subscribe at youtube.com slash Buffalo Rumblings. And if you haven't subscribed to our podcast network, please do that as well uh, to get all of our great shows. There's there's shows for everybody over there. Lots of different styles, lots of different hosts, um, just really great content at the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Let's uh, start with some NFL draft talk. And Cullen Jordan asks us, I think wide receivers should be a top three need in round one. Which three players would you target at pick 30 if we were to go wide receiver? Well, I just wanted to start by saying I don't think wide receiver is a very big need for the team. I think Isaiah Hodgins um, is going to be essentially a first-year player this year, but with NFL nutrition program under his belt and a year in the system, um, Gabriel Davis stepping up to the plate, uh, Stephon Diggs, of course, being Stephon Diggs, um, I just don't see really a role for a new wide receiver on this team. with the signing of Emmanuel Sanders and Cole Beasley. Um, so I just, that's just my personal opinion. But um, you asked about wide receivers in the first round of the NFL draft, and I could see them drafting one if if he was the top guy on their board and some of their other thing, things were gone. But I would think it would be more likely that they trade back if the only player on their board 
was you know their top wide one of their top wide receivers so uh, that's just you know neither here nor there but like let's talk about three players they could target at pick 30 like you asked dan lavoy uh our you know chief draft analyst over at buffalo rumblings that's a made-up title i didn't i just made it up on the spot we love dan we love griff uh they do a lot of uh NFL draft work. Uh, Kurt chips in as well. Uh, we get some from Bruce Nolan, of course. Um, but but Dan put together his you know top thirty big board, or it, really it's a top twenty five big board because we assume that a bunch of quarterbacks are going to go as well. So if the Bills pick at thirty, they need twenty five players or so so that they're assured to get one of the players that they're targeting. So he put together a list and listed transcendent talents, Jamar Chase from LSU um, and Jalen Waddell from Alabama as, quote, transcendent talents, guys that he thinks are going to be gone way before the Bills pick. Um, he said, if any of these players are picked by the Bills, buy a lottery ticket that day. Um, then under trade-up candidates, he put uh, Devonta Smith from Alabama, who's another guy he really likes. Um and then he called his next group of receivers consider trading down because at this point the pool of players widens and personal preference comes into play it might be worth dropping 10 spots to still get a guy that you like but also picking up another asset where you can trade back up later and he put uh, Kadarius Tony from Florida into that group um who has the versatility to play any receiver position, but also return kicks and take handoffs in the backfield. So he could kind of elevate that Isaiah McKenzie role. So those are the three guys that I would think about, um, assuming that those top two guys are going to be off the board. If you just take Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle just right off your board, you're looking at Devonta Smith, who's probably going to be gone before the Bills pick as well. Uh, Devonta Smith, Kadarius Toney. If you're looking a little bit later in the draft, Griff put together a tiered look at wide receivers, outside receivers uh, in particular, in the 2021 NFL draft. And while he had Chase Waddle and Smith in his tier one, his tier two players were Terrence Marshall from LSU, Rondale Moore from Purdue, Tutu Atwell from Louisville, and Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. All three, all four of those guys could be in play in later rounds than the first round. And so that gives you just kind of an idea of where the wide receiver position is in the 2021 NFL draft, at least near the top. So thanks for the question over on Twitter at Rumleaks Q&A. Speaking of NFL draft talk, if you go right to the homepage of buffalorumlinks.com, at the very top of the page, you can see a link um, to our buffalo bills nfl draft coverage it's right at the bottom right underneath those you know five or six uh, big headlines we have also at the top you can go to under sections at the very very top of the screen uh, there's a section devoted to our nfl draft coverage if you're just looking for information on the 2021 nfl draft the prospects um the, how the bills might approach it anything like that you can go right there and see all of our great nfl draft coverage over at buffalorumblings.com Dalton Megnin asks us, who is the best edge rusher that we can reasonably draft? Pro Football Network recently did a mock draft that sent us pay. Michigan pass rusher Quiddy Pay does come in uh, very highly for Dan Lavoie as well. He's uh, one of those no-brainer picks at 30th overall. Um, we've got another guy uh, in the same tier, Gregory uh, Rousseau from Miami, is a little bit below pay on our list. 
uh, but also provides you know a good pass rush. And then Aziz Ajulari from Georgia, who's another just big, massive uh, defensive end. Uh, those three guys are kind of the ones we're targeting right now. We think that one of those guys is going to be there at number 30. And personally for me, I've wanted the Bills to upgrade their pass rush, well, for longer than just this offseason, but all offseason. It was my number one priority in um, free agency uh, after the Bills re-signed all their players. That kind of went by the wayside. And so this is probably the best way to improve the pass rush both now and into the future. So those, those three guys really are in the same tier, no-brainer picks at 30th overall. And that's really where I want to see the Bills go with the 30th overall pick. I'd be okay with a, a cornerback, but defensive end is just another guy that I really like. Uh, in the next tier down, uh, Jalen Phillips um, it comes in at uh, from Miami, comes in on Dan's list, um, saying he could be the the best pass rusher in the draft but he has an injury history including concussions that um, led him to temporarily medically retire from football in 2019 so it's just kind of a little bit of a you know red flags that you might want to push him down your draft board a little bit in his rankings that came out in march Griff uh, had these three players in his top tier, Gregory Rousseau, Pay, and Joseph Osai from Texas. It should be noted that um, Rousseau is going to need some seasoning. He has a lack of experience in college, so it's not going to be necessarily a an upgrade for 2021, or at least for the 2021 regular season, maybe by the time the postseason comes out. Uh, Pay makes up for his lack of size and length with short area quickness and a motor that never runs cold, says Griff. Um, and then originally a linebacker, Osai becomes became a 3-4 edge rusher in his final season and took to it pretty well. But because he's such a latecomer, uh, he got by on his athletic talent alone. So picking at 30 overall um, typically means you're going to get a developmental defensive end prospect anyway. And this year... There's not really that upper echelon defensive end prospect that is going to come in and make just such a huge impact right away. So that's another thing to keep in mind as we talk about the pass rushers is that it might not be a 2021 impact. It might be more down the line. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to answer some more of your burning questions right after this, Bills fans. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. On last week's episode, we talked a little bit about trading up in the 2021 NFL Draft. And in the ensuing few days, we wrote a couple articles about what it would actually cost to move up and how far up the Bills could get. They could get to about 15 by trading their first, second, and third round picks this year. If they wanted to get up into the top 10, they would need to throw in next year's first round pick, uh, probably another pick as well. Um, and that would be to get a guy like, I don't know, Kyle Pitts, uh, the tight end, if he fell based on, say, a bunch of quarterbacks going in the top four or five picks and Pitts gets pushed down the board, then maybe the Bills might want to make that uh, trade. But I think that's still a long shot. Uh, please go to buffalorumblings.com to check out those trade scenarios. And again, that would hinder their ability to address some of their other needs. P-Marts asks us at Rumblings Q&A, 
How would you address the safety spot vacated by Dean Marlowe? Promote Jaquan Johnson or Saran Neal? Sign a free agent, a high draft pick, or a low draft pick? Well, Dean Marlowe has been kind of the safety net at safety for the Buffalo Bills. Since 2017, when he signed, he followed Sean McDermott from the Carolina Panthers, where he was you know, a depth player for them. Uh, but he signs with the Bills on December 5th, 2017, uh, onto the practice squad. In 2018, he joined the practice squad again before being promoted to the active roster a couple times. In 2020, uh, he re-signed with the Bills, um, but again, kept coming back onto the roster. He was just that um, safety valve, I mean, for lack of a better term, at safety. Uh, this offseason, he signed with the Detroit Lions. Uh, it's pretty clear that the Bills wanted to upgrade that spot. Marlowe is making the veteran minimum for the Detroit Lions, according to OverTheCap.com. So it wasn't like cost prohibitive to keep Dean Marlowe. Uh, so I think part of it is Jaquan Johnson. The Bills really like what he's been able to bring to the table, and this is going to get him an opportunity to get on the field a little bit more. Uh, Saran Neal really has transitioned to that big nickel role. Uh, and again, I think they don't really love him either. Uh, he's a great special teams player, but not a guy I want to see playing a ton of safety. The free agent pool is going to be just about the same as Dean Marlowe, and they would have signed somebody by now if that was the case. So I think Jaquan Johnson is probably the most likely candidate to be their third safety. And I would assume that they're going to add a safety in the NFL draft as well. Bring somebody along uh, to kind of pair with Johnson as, you know, the next wave of young safeties, especially with a guy like Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer in the room right now to help bring along those new guys. Another reason I think the NFL draft might be the place that they're looking is if you look at the long term safety position, Poyer is under contract for two more years, 2021 and 2022. Hyde is under contract for three more years through 2023. Johnson is under contract for two years, 2022. So if they draft a guy this year, he'll theoretically be the safety under contract for the longest period of time, four years, through the 2024 season. So when Johnson ages out of his rookie deal, uh, the Bills will have another player in place to be able to kind of step into that void, whether it's to replace Poyer or it's just to replace uh, Johnson and they draft another strong safety or sign another strong safety or give Jordan Poirier an extension, whatever it happens to be. They'll have another guy that's there to replace Johnson and kind of provide some continuity. So, I mean, that's a long-term team planning goal, but also just bringing in fresh blood um, to upgrade over a guy like Dean Marlowe, who's a replacement level player, who's a heady player, who knows what he's supposed to be doing and where he's supposed to be but uh, certainly isn't the most talented guy on your roster. It would be nice uh, to find an upgrade like that in the 2021 NFL Draft. Thanks for your question over on Twitter, at Rumblings Q&A. Over at the Buffalo Rumblings Twitter account, uh, CBS Sports HQ asked a question a couple days ago. Uh, the best quarterback from the 2018 draft class is blank. And then they put a photo of Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson in there. And our mentions have just been absolutely blowing up with folks from each of the three fan bases talking about it because they they um, they tagged the Cleveland Browns, they tagged Baltimore Beat uh, down, they tagged uh, 
us, of course, at Buffalo Rumblings. And so everybody that responds is responding to all of us. I think it's pretty clear after at least the last season that it's Josh Allen, even though that Lamar Jackson has an MVP in his bag. Uh, Josh Allen's stats were just way better than Lamar Jackson's during his MVP season. Uh, just ran into a buzzsaw that was Aaron Rodgers this year where Lamar Jackson didn't have really a whole lot of big-time competition when he won the MVP a couple seasons ago. Josh Allen won, has won more playoff games. Not that wins are a playoff stat, but he's you know proven that on multiple stages. He's you know, he, he can win games by himself with his legs. He can win games with his arm. He can make the, all of the passes. I mean, just I keep thinking back to that Arizona Cardinals game, and people should be talking so much about that throw and catch by Stephon Diggs for the go-ahead score in that game. But, of course, it's overshadowed by the Hail Mary uh, pass from Kyler Murray to DeAndre Hopkins that really ended the game. But but that drive and that go-ahead touchdown were just so awesome. And he did it against the Rams. And he did it, you know, he just played so well in 2020 and took such a huge step that I don't think it's really debatable that Lamar Jackson um, is behind Josh Allen right now. That could change a year from now. Uh, I don't think Baker Mayfield is really in the conversation. But I think all of them have the potential to be very good quarterbacks over the entire career. Uh, normally, we only get you know one or two great quarterbacks from a quarterback class. So maybe, you know, maybe Josh Allen it ends up being the best of them, but those other guys become really, really good quarterbacks that can lead their teams for years to come. So I, I don't really know, but I'm going to go with Josh Allen, and I don't think it's a homer take to do that because if you put their best seasons next to each other, if you put their career numbers next to each other, I just think that Josh Allen's are, are clearly better. And the Bills have done a better job building around Josh Allen, which helps. Um, you know, that's what a lot of the Ravens fans are saying in our mentions that just get Lamar a wide receiver one and he'll play like Josh Allen. Well, you got to do it, first of all. And Josh Allen has done it. He's walked the walk. The Bills built around him and it's paid off. So, just wanted to weigh in on that particular conversation. Thanks a lot, CBS Sports HQ, for tagging us in that uh, photo and in that question. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. As always, you can call in your questions for next week's episode at 716-508-0405. Tweet us at Rumblings Q&A with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email us Rumblings at sbnation.com. Facebook and Instagram messages to the Buffalo Rumblings account will get to us as well. Please, please, please send in your questions as we get closer to the NFL draft. I love uh, just it's, it's such an exciting time of year with so many different possibilities, especially with the Bills picking at 30. You, it's a lot harder to get married to a prospect when you're picking at 30 than when you're picking at, say, seven. And you really hope your guy is there to be able to pick. So wide open. Uh, we love providing that kind of coverage for you. So go over to buffalorumblings.com and check it out. Go Bills.